Your ear is the organ of hearing and balance, and as organs go, it's rather complex. Now, previously, I've recorded an introduction to the ear covering the very basics. If you're new to autology, I would recommend you go take a look at that introductory episode first, because in this episode, we're going to do a deeper dive into some of the inner ear anatomy by focusing on the vestibular system, the organ of balance. I'm not going to even attempt to time this one. If we start off our journey today by dissecting out parts of the ear, we find the real complications of the system are housed in a bone called the temporal bone, and specifically the petrous part of the temporal bone. These are paired bones housed on the side of your head, and they get their name from the ancient Greek for stone, which is Petra. You may have come across the lost city of Petra in Jordan, which is so-called, because it's the lost city made of stone. The petrous bone then gets its name because it is as hard as stone. And in fact, it is one of the hardest bones in the human body, which is evolution's way of protecting the delicate inner ear from trauma. Now inside this bone, we find a maze of sacs and tubes that are housed in a bony shell. We call this the bony labyrinth, and it houses an exact soft tissue version replica inside, which is called the membranous labyrinth. Picture the traditional stacking or nesting Russian dolls, where removing one doll finds an exact smaller replica inside, only in this case, much, much smaller, and a weird labyrinth maze-like shape. We see two identical shapes, with the outer made of bone and the inner a delicate membrane. Now between these two types of labyrinth, we have two spaces, containing two distinct fluids. Between the bone and the membrane is a fluid called perilymph which is similar in makeup to CSF, or cerebrospinal fluid. Inside the membranous labyrinth, we find a different fluid called endolymph. It is this fluid that bathes the sensitive organs of hearing and balance, and it is vital for their function. Now, the labyrinth itself then can be divided into two functionally distinct parts. The hearing part, which is called the cochlea, given its shape is coiled like a snail's shell, the balance part, which we call the vestibular apparatus, and this part has a much more unique shape that isn't really comparable to anything. And it is this part of the labyrinth, along with its function, that I intend to focus on here. So the balance of vestibular apparatus of the inner ear consists of two sacs called the utricle and saccule. And inside these sacs we find neuroepithelial hair cells, which we term the macula. These hair cells are so called as they have hair-like projections called stereocilia. These float in the endolymph, like a forest of seaweed underwater, which allows them to move freely as you move. The macula then detects linear movements on a horizontal or vertical plane. In the utricle, when you move horizontally, the macula, whose hair cells dangle from the roof, lag behind, and this changes the firing rate at which they send action potentials, or signals, down the balance nerves, the vestibular nerves. The brain then detects this as motion. In the saccule, we find the macula positioned on the wall, and so a vertical movement causes these to displace in the endolymph. Picture being on a roller coaster for the latter one. Suddenly you drop some distance, and it is the macula inside the saccule that is going to detect this motion. But this is an odd thing to shout out on a roller coaster, so I suggest you keep that one to yourself. Now, one of the anatomical features of the macula emphasizes the motion, 
Attached to the ends of the hair cells is a blob of gel and little crystals of chalk called otoconia. In the healthy individual, these add weight to the hairs and produce inertia. Picture the weighted pendulum of an antique clock. This would be less efficient without the weight, and the same is true of the macula and orthoconia. Now in one condition, we see these crystals dislodging and ending up in the wrong place inside the vestibular system. We call this BPPV, which stands for benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, a topic for a deeper dive another time perhaps. Now being bipedal complex organisms, we need to detect greater motion than simple linear planes of movement. And this is where the remainder of the vestibular apparatus comes in. Connecting the sacs, we observe three semicircular canals, each orientated at 90 degrees to each other, and named after the plane or position they are found. You have a horizontal, a superior, and a posterior semicircular canal on each side of your head. At one end of each canal, we find a swelling called the ampulla, and inside this endolin-filled ampulla is a modified version of the macula we've seen in the sacs. Here we call this the crista, and it again is made up of neuroepithelial hair cells with a clump of gel. But here, the gel is cup-shaped, which is termed the cupula. This gel, however, has no otoconia or crystals on its surface. Now, when you move your head in an angle of motion that matches the orientation of one of the canals, the fluid in the canal displaces the crista, which again changes the firing rate. And this is interpreted by the brain as angular acceleration or movement. Now, if we put all that together, we find that we have a pair of vestibular systems, one in the right ear and one in the left inner ear. And these sacs and semicircular canals are an exact mirror image of each other. When one is positively stimulated by motion, the other is inhibited by this motion, giving the maximum amount of information to the brain as possible about said movement. And guess what? There's more. But I'm going to cheat and just mention it here to allow me to dedicate a future podcast exploring it in more detail. Now, each semicircular canal we described is wired to the extraocular muscles of your eyes in a beautifully complex manner. The function of this wiring is to keep your vision focused when your head moves. This is termed the vestibular ocular reflex. And this explains why when this organ is damaged, we experience the room spinning or the symptom of vertigo or dizziness. In reality, it is your eyes that are spinning when you experience the symptom and this abnormal eye movement we term nystagmus. If you want more information on this, stay tuned to future episodes. I will certainly talk about this again. So that's it, the vestibular system, part of the labyrinth of the inner ear that facilitate in part your balance. <laughs>